Welcome to Oldest to Youngest. I'm Natalie, the oldest. I'm Thomas, the youngest. We are curious Catholics who like to converse and explore topics from a Catholic point of view. We come up with questions, conduct some research, and then we discuss the information. We hope you enjoy our banter and learn something along with us. Thanks for listening. Thanks. All right, so today is our fourth episode. Fourth episode. (laughs) And we are talking about something that we both feel really needs to be Mm. talked about, especially in this world of um, cancel culture. And you disagree with me, so I am no longer going to associate myself with you. Yep. And... um, Really, how can we just get along? So, our topic today is uh, peaceful conflict of beliefs, um, or peaceful disagreement. Yeah. So, we did come up, as we always do, we did come up with some questions and to kind of structure our podcast today, our episode today, um, and our conversation. Though today is... is There'll be less research referenced and more of just our personal experience and um, things that I think Thomas, you and I have experienced in our lives and and how we've kind of learned to peacefully disagree with others um, and have maybe a conflict of belief. Um, So less referenced materials for sure, but more of a hopefully a insightful conversation. And again, as always, this is our experiences our yeah, opinions personal opinions right that we don't hold to be the truth right um unless we're referring to catholic dogma or right. you know yeah and if we do say any of those things wrong we apologize for any hmm. misinformation or misstatement um so i don't apologize okay <laughs> <laughs> so thomas you have today's <clears throat> trivia question yeah so this is a quote uh, by a Catholic apologist, uh, Archbishop, I think, <clears throat> um, pretty well-known guy. Uh, but the quote is, and the question is, who is who is the person? But the quote is, criticism of others is thus an oblique form of self-condemnation. We think we make the picture hang straight on our wall by telling our neighbors that all his pictures are crooked. <laughs> I like so it. who said that quote? That's our trivia question today. But that's a good quote. I think I can apply for it today. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, especially when maybe, you know, it's kind of like the gospel of pointing out somebody else's mm. splinter in their eye exactly. when, and ignoring <clears throat> the beam in our own eyes. Yeah. Um, not to say that there are legitimate reasons to disagree with others. There right. The Bible abs- talks about absolutely is. If you have a disagreement with your brother, bring him to the church. You know, yeah. We'll talk to him first right. and then um, try to Get mediate it. Right. And then, um, you know, if, if he still is not you know, listening to you, then bring him to the church. And yeah. <clears throat> so I think the first um, kind of topic or, or question that we came up with was um, approaching a disagreement. Um, yeah. 
<clears throat> how do you approach? So, you have someone you disagree with. It could be something small. It could be something big. Does that make a difference? If it's something small or if it's something big? Um, I actually, that's a really good question. I, how you approach them, you mean? Like, yeah, how do you, like, if the disagreement is like, something really really big mm-hmm. <clears throat> versus it's like um maybe a given example like uh where disagreeing to put a towel. or where to put a towel yeah. or uh which way to put the toilet paper roll mm. oh yeah yeah it roll that's a disagreement out or <laughs> over yeah obviously yeah. over uh, anyone that's else an is important wrong. one isn't it <laughs> <laughs> you can maybe not not um you might not be in harmony with others if, mm. if you roll the toilet paper in the wrong way. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so. Versus, you know, going to someone about something big, like an abortion yeah. that someone might be, a family member might be having, and you just disagree um, from the Catholic point of view. Right. Um. Yeah, that would be a big topic. Um, so yeah, how do you approach somebody when you do disagree with them or, um, if somebody does bring it up to Mm. you, right? Or do you feel like, I think Thomas, you and I, um, before the show talked about a good example that you had about somebody when you and ROTC, Mm -hmm. you had a disagreement with them and you actually approached them about it, that disagreement. I don't know if it might be helpful to talk that. Yeah. So I was in RDC sophomore year. <clears throat> Just a little background. Um, my buddy roommate uh, was the same year as me. He was the squad leader. So typically in charge of 12 or so people. I was just like a fire team leader in charge of like four. <laughs> I was fine with it. Um <clears throat> And whenever we would go take our fitness test, we would go to the lake. So we'd go off campus and run around the lake for our fitness test. And the squad leader is in charge of his people, but one of the people is in charge of the flag mm-hmm. called the Guidon. And he always he's in charge of bringing the flag wherever he goes, essentially. Mm-hmm. Wherever the battalion is... We've got the flag, right? Otherwise, who do people know who we are, right? Right. That's the deal. <laughs> it's important. <clears throat> like having a sign. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a serious issue in like, um, uh, the military. Right. Is like always being proud and, and pointing flat. Exactly. Point of pride that you have your flag. Exactly. Yeah, <clears throat> and you keep it well. And... Yeah. Exactly. But. Um, this guy, the the person who was in charge of the guide, guide on, wasn't, he had already forgotten it once. Uh, so my buddy, the squad leader, <clears throat> we'll call him Tim. Uh, Tim, that's not his name, <laughs> but Tim was like, hey, uh, he blasted him for it. Well, it'll be like, hey, you have to keep charge of this. Like, this is your one duty, like. Right. It's not that hard. Just keep track of this one item, right? Uh, Well, we went to that lake for a PT test, and the guide forgot the flag at the lake. Oh, boy. 
But I squat my squad leader, his squad <clears throat> leader, uh, Tim, uh, found it, and he put it in the back of his trunk. So the guide came back and was like, "Oh, hey, I think I forgot the flag. Do you know where it is?" And Tim, the, his squad leader, was just like, "No, I don't know where it is." He just completely lied to him. <clears throat> he said no, he didn't know where yeah. the flag was. Exactly. Even though he had it in the back of his trunk. Um, and then he just kind of like drove off. Wow. So to let the like the kid just kind of get really scared. Yeah, freak out. Because yeah. if you lose that, you're probably going to get really blasted. <laughs> um, but, so, he told me this, and he kind of like laughed about it. Mm. And, like, I thought about it, you know, I don't think I approached him then. Mm-hmm. After he told me, uh, but something was like really bugging me about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, "This doesn't seem like the right way to lead to me." So, um, been concerned with his ability to lead. Yeah. Uh, in trying to learn together, <clears throat> I approached him. I was like, "Hey, hey, Tim, you know, you know how you like lied to that guy? I don't know if that was really like." the right way to go about it <clears throat> and I was like why do you think you really did that um, and he's like oh well he'll learn his lesson you know um, he's got to learn otherwise like he's going to be and I was like well <clears throat> he could learn his lesson just as well with just like sitting down with him and being like hey you've already this is two times you right. forgot like third time maybe we'll bring it up with gunning sergeant and have like a serious conversation on like why you're forgetting this guy um but yeah and he he kind of gave me like an attitude he was like trying to figure out like why i was disagreeing with him and and i was like you know i i just don't think what you did was right um eventually uh he uh, apologized to the guy oh good um and for like lying to him <clears throat> but I think he, he still told me from what I remember he still told me that he thought it was okay mm. but maybe it was just because like he respected me and was like oh maybe he's got something up his sleeve I don't know <clears throat> and then so. so Tim was he listened to you it sounds like mm-hmm. and but you there was something about the situation, how he lied to this, the flag bearer, really, yeah. that he said, no, I don't know where the flag is. Right. And um, it sounded like the, uh, like Tim, you know, you, something like you had shared with me before the show that it, one of the things that really bothered you was that this is a leader, somebody who should be leading exactly. somebody. Should you ever really lie right. to someone? And somebody who's that person you. lying straight to this guy's yeah. face, um, and it bothered you, and it's and, and yeah. you chose to approach Tim yeah. with it and say, "Hey, I don't feel like you handled it correctly. You lied straight to this guy's face." Yeah, and there I are consequences too, to this, right? And I, I mentioned too, I was like. If you lie to him, like he's not gonna, he's not gonna trust you anymore, right? Right. And like, as a leader, you want to be trusted and respected, especially not in the military, feared, right? Right. <clears throat> yeah, especially. 
Especially in the military. Because you're just told to do something. And exactly. you need to under you need to trust that your um, underlings or your, the people underneath you are going to do what they're told without right. questioning. Exactly. You. So you need to be truthful. I think, I think maybe uh, a great way of what he should have done, <clears throat> in my opinion, uh, is tell the guy, hey, I have the guy on the back of my car. Don't worry about it. Um, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later, though. Yeah. Because this is an issue. It's serious. Right? Because that says, hey, I've got your back. I've got the guide on. It's not lost. Right. But also shows him, hey, I'm also holding you accountable and responsible. Right. Instead of just being like, nope. <laughs> you know? Right. And then the only thing that the guy has to lead on is, he's not really holding me responsible. Mm-hmm. Because doesn't seem to be any punishment. And two, later, if he finds out that he does have the guide, then he just found out that this leader lied to him and why should him, why should he trust him in other things? So I, I really want to um, ask, like, how was it, how did it feel mm. for you to approach, <clears throat> be the one to approach somebody that you thought about it right yeah you said in your mind i disagree with him and how he handled it i mm-hmm. feel strongly enough about this that i i feel con- convicted enough in my beliefs yeah right that i am going to approach this guy about it and address it with him yeah um it's kind of like you know like you said you quoted the the bible with the dispute like if you have a dispute with your brother you talk to them about it right yeah and that's what you did so how did it actually i'm curious how did it feel <laughs> mm. uh <clears throat> so I, before like i wasn't gonna bring it up with him but like it was like really eating at me mm-hmm. because you know i cared about the guy and i didn't want him to be like you know start going down like a path of like bad leadership um so, but I was, like, really, really anxious because at this time, like, he was kind of, like, one of my only friends that I got along with. He was also my roommate, mm. so I had to live with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was, like, also really uh, caused me a lot of anxiety because if we, if I had said this and, like, he really, like, got mad at me for disagreeing with him and then, like, hated me, like... Could have been tense. But it could have been annoying, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, the rest of the semester could have been real awful. I think after that, though, we never really quite were good as friends. As close. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe because, like, it seemed like I challenged his, like, authority or something. Mm. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't, like, humble enough to accept critiques Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, in the end, like, we never ended up being. I wonder, too, out of curiosity, if you seeing him do that maybe bothered you mm. enough to say, I don't know if I want to be quite as close to this person. If he that lies true, to somebody's yeah. face, laughs mm. about it, right? And then um, maybe doesn't change his actions yeah after the fact right yeah that is Um, true like your morality and your sense of ethics was so maybe not substantially hurt or like damaged but 
you you recognize something in himself that wasn't in you. Mm. I don't know. I, I think maybe seeing him not establish trust in someone else mm-hmm. could have actually broken a little bit of trust in myself. Right. Um, because, like, if you know someone that is, like, you're really close to and they lie to someone else, mm-hmm. you know... Even if you don't even like the other person, which I didn't, uh, we had disagreements there, <clears throat> um, it could still break your trust with that person. With that person, because that yep. you're like, oh, he's lying to him. What if he's lying to me? Like, it doesn't matter about like small things. Even small things matter. Right. Because it's still a lie. It's still a break of breach of trust. So, would you say <clears throat> that you're a disagreement with Tim was peaceful? I would say like the process of it was pretty peaceful. We never like threw any harsh words at each other or you know threw plates at each other. (laughs) That's good. uh, Or like got into a fist fight or anything like that. But maybe the outcome wasn't as peaceful as I, I would have expected. I don't know about you, too, but I maybe, I feel in my body like it's not peaceful. Mm. Like, my heart just goes a mile a minute. I start to feel sick. I yeah. really get that, like, you know, <clears throat> fight, fight, or fight, yep. you know, sense. And um, anxiety goes through the roof. I mean, cortisol is released, and I start to kind of see those blinders on. Like, yeah. this is, this is it, Natalie. Prove your point. Yeah. This is mm. imperative, you know. That's true. Because afterwards, I, I was like, take a deep I was breath. still a little anxious, right? Right. Yeah. And to be fair, like, I never told him what he should have done, really. Mm. Well, Or like, I hey, mean, you should have done this, right? And I wonder if that's uh, <clears throat> maybe part of the equation mm. to peaceful disagreement or conflict of beliefs is is not telling people what they should be doing because how many times have you actually wanted to do something to somebody said okay thomas calm down oh yeah yeah (laughs) you you want to punch him in the face right (laughs) don't tell me to calm down (laughs) i would say part of peaceful disagreement at least in my opinion is not telling somebody what they should have done right because or should do Mm -hmm. because that is just adding fuel to the fire. Like, yeah. you already told somebody that you disagree with something that they said or did or what they believe, and they already feel threatened. Like, what are you going to shove them with a poker? Like, exactly. make them continue, yeah. you know, like, send them in the opposite direction. Um, yeah. Push them in the fire, you know? Um, it already shuts down whatever, you know? Because not only then you feel not only threatened but you feel judged right like you should not have i think that is a key Mm. you know because like i can judge your actions and be like hey i don't think what you did was right but i i definitely when i disagree with someone i want to make sure that i'm like i don't think you're an awful person yeah i think what you did was maybe wrong but I'll leave it up to you to fix it, right? right? Because 
I think you can do it. <laughs> you know, I have the faith in you. You know? And I think that was something that we talked about, like it's a key piece in um, peaceful disagreement is compassionate exploration. Because anything <clears throat> with compassion in it doesn't feel or shouldn't, if it's true compassion, will not feel like a judgment. Right. So, um, you know, saying somebody stole something, right? Just an example. Yeah. You know, and you know about it. You approach that person and you ask kind, compassionate questions. Yeah. Like, what led you to steal something? Like, what was, you know, never ask, why did you steal something? Right. Because that's, <clears throat> a, that's a therapist tip, people. Don't right. ask why, because mm. that feels, to that, to me, feels threatening. Okay. Like, you know, unless you're yeah. very gentle in your words. But if your cortisol is already up, your stress levels are already up, yeah. when you say, why did you do something? That you is know, true. It's going to come out comes a little off a little, little bit more. Yeah, than you maybe want. Like judging. Yeah, yeah it's just, <clears throat> it's just personal preference. Yeah. <laughs> personal experience. But like, so your tip is what led you to do that mm-hmm. instead of why? Okay. Yeah, what that's, led that's you to make cool. that decision? Yeah, what led you like there? You know, because then you're what was like going asking, your... like, what was your reasoning? There? Right, right. Because then you want to know. Right. You you you're almost caring for the person instead of caring for the outcome. Right, <clears throat> right. Yeah. Seeing the person and not the mistake or not the right. judgment or the whatever the whatever you disagree with them. Mm-hmm. Right. It's kind of like I think when people, especially nowadays, let's let's say the word politics right Mm. you see somebody with a sign over their head saying i believe this Mm. so you attack that belief right disagree but you really (laughs) are attacking that person Mm. right and you're not seeing them you're not allowing them or you're not physically taking that sign away and putting it off to the side yeah and seeing the person and seeing the person you you just see the belief and you attribute that to that person. That's that's <clears throat> how I see it anyway, especially being, you know, in the profession that I am in. Yeah. No, that's really, I think, really powerful. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I think when it really comes down to it, it's, I think, too, like, well, actually one of the things that I wanted to kind of talk about, put out there is... You know what do you do with with people nowadays often times mm. who um feel very convicted in their beliefs but they're not they don't know a whole lot about it but they just feel yeah passionate about it right yeah maybe they haven't done their research so they if you do bring it up they feel threatened and then they attack you right yeah. what is it possible to peacefully disagree with a person who is who feels threatened hmm i don't know that one's tough because i i feel like there's like levels there Mm. like if they're so threatened to the point where anything you say will come off as like you're judging them you hate them right i I would just say take a step back Mm -hmm. like wait until maybe another time and then if it never happens you saved yourself a situation (laughs) you were glad you never put yourself in right right. or if you really care about that person you'll still say something and like it's up to the other person right maybe 
in that moment they'll like hate you for it but later on on the road maybe they'll look back on that moment and be like wow like he actually cared about me she actually cared about me and i was completely wrong or you know he had a point and then they'll come back maybe they'll apologize maybe they'll you know change their ways yeah i think absolutely i think that was um a beautiful way to put it like maybe hope we hope oftentimes especially Mm. in matters of faith with with you know people who maybe um are you know see the church as a different you know maybe not the way it is yeah right like a faulty view of the church or are how uh having um struggles with being a catholic mm-hmm. or questioning the faith um i think like we all have <laughs> we'll just put yeah. it out there um i think that it's you know maybe they can't hear you in that moment like you said but maybe it'll continue to kind of go yeah in their head and maybe come back to them at a different moment when they're calm and can actually re- plant the re- seed right you know and then watch and think it about it right yeah. <clears throat> Exactly. Um, so what do you do with those? My next question was, mm. what do you do with those people who are continuously cantankerous? Cantankerous. Like, who That's a good always word. perpetually disagree with everything you say. Whoa. We know some people like this. Yes, we do. What do you do? I feel like that goes back to our quote (laughs) because they feel i i think in their hearts they feel like and maybe they haven't recognized this but like we can still feel stuff and not even know why we're feeling it Mm. um i think they feel like they're not enough or they're bad person Mm. so maybe pointing other people's and disagreeing with other people's just for the sake of it mm-hmm. makes them feel a little bit better about themselves because they're like, oh, I'm doing something a little bit better now. Or or maybe if they're that right that one time that mm-hmm. that even if it's about the weather, right? Right. I told you it was gonna rain. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know, they're they like it feels good to be right yeah. and like proving other of people course, wrong we all sometimes. Like to be right. <laughs> exactly. Um but I think that goes into the virtue of humility, you know? Mm, is, yes. Hey, like, I'm going to be wrong probably, let's be honest, probably 95% of the time. <laughs> Maybe I'm right 5% of the time, you know? <laughs> and I feel like we're all probably wrong 95% of the time. I feel like we don't realize how wrong we typically are. Mm. Uh, that's just my view of the things. But... Uh, and we, we can, won't know until we get to yeah, heaven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we can give the other 95%, or we can give the 95% to God mm-hmm. and help. He's leading us on the right direction. And thank God for the other 5%. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. And um, I think, too, like a big part of, for me, disagreeing with somebody is having the space and time to think and pray about it and say, do I really want to, do I need... Do I feel obligated morally and ethically to mm-hmm. approach this person and and talk to them about it? Um, because it, it really is easy in the moment, especially when somebody says something 
that's either hurtful mm-hmm. or you disagree with, it's easy to fire back right? oh, yeah. and then start an argument. That's the then, easiest thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a lot harder to take a breath, to take think a step about back, it. think pray about, about it, pray about it, and Listen then to God. <laughs> go back to them after you're both cool headed because now you're bringing up something that like really hurts. Right. You know, that's the hard way. And it could incite anxiety or mm-hmm. anger or stress again. Yeah. Or break a relationship, yeah. maybe. If we're thinking like bad, bad outcomes. Did you have other things that you wanted to cover? Uh, my my question is, we, we talked a, a lot about um, how to deal with it. Mm. But how do you deal or... <clears throat> How do you deal with it in your heart? Like, mm. if you disagree with someone and you just can't see eye to eye, how, like, how do you deal with that hurt in your heart? You know what I mean? Yeah, especially if, um, like, a family member is living their lives in a certain way. Right. Maybe that's um, contrary to... The, your faith yeah. and our faith and or just straight bad yeah you know doing like bad things bad, making bad yeah. choices because like you want the best for them but maybe every time you disagree with them they just get farther and farther away mm-hmm. you know how, how do you you know reckon with that that is a really deep question and a very good one um I think that a lot of prayer, mm. a lot of sitting with the discomfort, yeah, and knowing that that discomfort, that pain, is not going to go away. Yeah. Um, even if that person does make changes to their lives, it's that hurt. It's kind of like what Mary went through in yeah. in Jesus's life. All of those sorrows, just because now she's queen of. The universe and in heaven doesn't mean those sours have gone away yep. she still feels them and she was human yeah um and so i think offering them up to god yeah or that's actually a great example is we continually sin and mary wants us to really follow god yeah and follow her son jesus christ but we continually break that relationship with him. Like, that's a constant sorrow. Consistent For sorrow her. she has. Right. Because people, until, you know, Christ comes again, people will continually sin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But that's also, like, I think Mary's also a great example of it, too. Um, she still intercedes for us. Right. She still holds us in her heart. She doesn't say... Oh, because you did Begone. this, right? Or because <laughs> yeah. I disagree with your choices, like because you're not following my son, doesn't mean I'm not going to ever intercede or right. cry not have for you, right? Ever yeah. again, you know? Yeah. That's not ever what she that's thinks love, or says, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's actually probably the biggest message we can send, maybe on this podcast, is when you disagree with someone, where is it coming from? Is right. coming out of love, because if it is, I think you're good. Yeah. And if you try to say it with the most utmost love that you can, I think you're good. But yeah, I think there's different reasons to disagree with people. Um, 
you know, and some of them are just because we feel threatened or we feel like we need to prove something in our own lives, yeah. you know, like, um, you know, I, I work, for example, and I don't stay at home. You know, mm. there are a lot of people who maybe feel like women should stay at home and mm. not work. Um, and so I think, you know, not a lot of people, but some people, you know. Less now. And so when <laughs> somebody would say, if somebody ever said something like that to me, you should be at home, I would feel threatened. Hurt. And yeah. I would feel the need to defend myself and right. disagree with that person. Yeah. Um, because to defend my... but. Could I absolutely just take a breath and say, wow, thanks for your thoughts? Yeah. Is it worth it, right? Like you yeah. said, is that coming out of a place of love? Mm-hmm. No, it's proving to the other person, yeah. you know, my way is right. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not doing anything to better God's kingdom by maybe potentially starting an intense argument yeah. with that person. And, um, I mean, you can still do something out of love for someone and still be wrong. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah right? of course. So, like, maybe someone was like, I think you should be at home cooking and doing the dishes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I think that would be wrong. But maybe that person sees in their heart, it's like, oh, wow, like, she'd be so much happier. You know? <laughs> it's, I don't know. But, like... Maybe that person has a legitimate love for you, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's what they feel should be. That doesn't mean that they're right. Or it so doesn't hurt me. It doesn't hurt you, right. right. But ultimately yeah. for them, it's not it's not coming out of a place of anger or, yeah. or hurt. Right. It's coming out of a place of love. Yeah. And I would say if they find out they are wrong, like it would be very good to apologize and be like hey i'm sorry i said that yeah at the time you needed to do what's right for you yeah Yeah. um i did have a quote that i wanted to share just because we were talking about like kind of perpetual disagreement maybe and Mm -hmm. um so this is from um, my daily daily bread um so anybody can get along with those who are quiet and mild-tempered it is no great accomplishment to associate with those whom you like or those who th- see things your way. True greatness is proven by getting along with people who are difficult and contrary, or those who are thoughtless and selfish. Mm. I kind of liked that because it's it's true, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I think we are called to talk with everybody, and, es- yeah. and especially those who do not agree with us. Definitely. In, in matters of faith. And does that mean we sh- we um, attack people with it? Like hit people over the head with our Bible mm. and catechism? No. no. <clears throat> yeah. I think that kind of goes how what Jesus did, right? He would go over tax collectors' houses and Pharisees' houses and homes and try to have a conversation with them, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And then when they were like so cantankerous... Uh, or just straight up rude. Yeah. Um, he would shake the dust off the sand. Right. He was like, <laughs> all right, fine. Like, I'll go to some sinner who wants to hear what I have to say. Right. You know, and wants my love, right? <clears throat> I think the compassionate exploration part. But yeah, he, he still did that, right? Yeah. yeah. Even though, and like, he does that with every single one of us. Mm-hmm. 
it's challenges yeah 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 as yeah so i think to kind of sum up um i think a lot of it is approaching the disagreement or um kind of trying to do it in a non-confrontational way mm-hmm. thinking about it praying about if you have this ability and space and time to take breaths and take that time and, and pray and make sure that you're confident in your belief and that you're coming at it from a place of love yeah um using compassionate exploration to try to figure out you know so you're not and um you're not telling people what they should do or how they should be living yeah um and i think an important part is not cutting people off out of your life yeah um leaving that path or that doorway open sometimes the disagreements are too much right and then you can't necessarily have an active relationship with them but never saying i will never talk to you again do not ever come you know unless of course it's it's uh just serious great yeah but like even then you know People can change. That comes to, and, yeah, people can it's change. It's like Mary, right? What and you're we're about called Mary? to have mercy and forgiveness. Right. right? <clears throat> so if someone we had like a serious disagreement with and that broke our trust and relationship with them and we never want to see that person again, but if they come back and be like, hey, can I, like, I'm sorry for what I did. Can I have that forgiveness? I think we would be obligated to give it to them. Right. That doesn't necessarily mean your best buds now again right, right? or right. have to be best buds again right there's a dis- there's right. you can keep people at a yeah. distance exactly so all right all i think it's that was a nice wrap up yeah. so we should we do our trivia question guess? yeah okay so the, the the quote was criticism of others is thus an oblique form of self-condemnation we think we make the picture hang straight on our wall by telling our neighbors that all his pictures are crooked. Is it Bishop Robert Barron? No. No. Bishop Sheen? Yes. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got it right in the second one. Fulton Sheen. He's yeah. my, he's my, I should have guessed him first because he's my favorite. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. And, um. I think it was a good podcast. This yeah. Is a good episode. I thought it was a great uh, conversation. Thank you, Thomas. Yeah. But let us know how you guys feel about it. Um, Review us We always us appreciate on... uh, feedback and yes. reviews. Please. Uh, All yeah. right. God bless. God bless. All right. Bye.